Here we are. Here we are. This is it. Back at it again. Back at it again. I'm, uh, this is our second quarantine episode of Cool Story. Yes. All social distanced in our own homes. Hopefully not for too much longer, uh, because I miss seeing people. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I miss working. Yeah. And money. Yeah. (laughs) Ugh, boy. Well, maybe by the time this episode comes out, we'll be approaching the end of self-isolation. Maybe. Right, and then, and then by the time the next one comes out, this will just be a distant memory. A dist- distant, distant memory. So tell the people where they are, Matt. <laughs> well, well, party people. Um, <laughs> this is Cool Story. This is the podcast where we are uh, reading through the Wheel of Time series. We are currently on book one, The Eye of the World. And this episode is what we call a side quest. It's sort of like a shorter version of our normal episode. And what we're doing in this one is talking about casting. As N knows, some of the cast from the upcoming Wheel of Time series on Amazon. Correct. And so I have some guesses of who I think I would have cast based on the descriptions in the book and their characterizations, and I believe has their own thoughts on who they they would have cast, and then we're going to talk about who is actually cast. Actually, uh, for this episode, nobody has been cast. Wow. I am bamboozled. (laughs) Yeah, I actually conned you into recording this episode. Well, Well, then you know what? I'm out of here. Bye. Just Bye. Kidding. Yeah, so we're going to talk about who we would who we imagine um being cast in this uh in the parts in the parts. Wow, like it's a a, a three act play. Yeah, I guess in the part. Well, what do you say? Chapters? I don't know. Well, we're talking about who's cast out of uh characters we've recently met in within the last 6 chapters or so. Yes, that's correct. We uh we read the chapters where Rand and Matt get to Camelin. And there's a number of characters who are really important throughout the series that we meet in those chapters. And so we meet such a large chunk of them all at the same time that as we were reading them, I was sort of struggling with how are we going to like t- get through describing and casting all of these folks when we're meeting all of them at once in the middle of a regular episode. It just felt like it would be trying to do too many things at once. And so... I decided that we should do a side quest episode so that we could talk just about the cast of the folks that we meet in Camelin. Yeah, exactly. And this will give people out there a chance to sort of respond with maybe who you would cast in the uh, in the parts. That way you don't have to listen through a uh, whole episode on chapters of a book to figure out where did you hear that before? Well, you've heard it in a side quest episode, silly. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, and I'm Matt, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's Matt. I'm N. And uh, yeah, this is a cool story. So welcome aboard. Here we go. Mateys. Toot, toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> is there an order that you would like to do this in? I have them, I believe, in order of how we met them. So I have Elaine and Gowan. 
Um, I have Galad, and then I have Morgais, Elida, and Gareth. I think we in, hear in Gareth order. first, but that's fine. I think we do too, but Gareth is doesn't have as pivotal pivotal as pivotal of a. I said it again, didn't I? Roll. You did. You did. You did. I you did. did. As pivotal of a role so far. There. What was the word that I kept saying wrong uh, a few episodes ago? <laughs> I like said it wrong, said that I said it wrong, and then said it wrong again. <laughs> I forget. I forget. Uh, I'm just hung up on jam and stroke still. <laughs> bebop and good old bebop and rock steady. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. We can do it in the order that they appear in. That's fine. Okay. Um, I have Gareth last, but we can, you know, whatever. Okay. So I have the description for every character. So I'll read that first. Oh, great. And then we can discuss our choices. So Elaine, being first, was described as tall for a girl and beautiful. Her face is a perfect oval framed by a mass of sunburst curls. Her lips are full and red. Her eyes are bluer than Rand can believe. And she's about five, six, five, seven, I guess, for being tall. Okay. Uh, Ish. Anyway, um, so who did you cast as Elaine? And oh, and by the way, before we discuss any choices, I have to tell you that for most of these folks, I have a couple of choices and for okay. one of them, I have like seven. Wow. Okay. For most of them, I have one. For a few of them, I have two. And then for uh, Galid, I have like one or two, but I have other options because we'll get there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So for Elaine, um, I have Sorsha Ronan. I could be saying her name wrong. How did you say it? Sorsha? I think that's correct. I think it is. Um, but so she is from what again? Sorsha Ronan. She's in Lady Bird. Um, she was in uh, Little Women that just came out. She was in Brooklyn. Lovely Bones. Okay. I think she's a good choice. Yeah. I just see her as like very um, beautiful. Her eyes are really blue naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, she's played like a lot of different looking characters as far mm-hmm. as like hair color and age. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a really, really good actress. So that's what made me think of her. Nice. My choice for Elaine was uh, Madeline Petch, and she is on Riverdale. Oh, God, what is her character's name? Did you ever watch Riverdale? I have not. I've seen, like, a lot of, like, scenes from it because my old housemates used to watch it. So I've, like, caught random things, but not really. So she plays um, Cheryl Blossom on Riverdale and has just the most stunning red hair her her character on the show is really like prim and formal. Well, you know, God, that's so funny oh, to say because okay. she she is in a lot of ways, and other ways she's really over the top and dramatic. Um, but she has just such a composure about her that I think she'd be a really good Elaine. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at pictures of her right now because I wasn't familiar. Uh, yeah, I could totally see that. She's young, and it looks like. Yeah, I like in real life. I'm not. Yeah, sure. How oh, but I could totally is. see it. Now that I'm looking at more pictures of her, I could totally see. I she's, could see it. Tw- she's 25 years old, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because I think, you know, people talk all the time about how, you know, 25-year-olds are playing high schoolers and they don't look anything like what an actual high schooler looks like. She has a, like, Lana Del Rey-ish quality to her face. Oh, I like that. A little okay. bit. Okay. And then yeah. 
next we meet uh, Gowan, who is um, Elaine's brother. And he is described as a head taller and just a little older than Elaine, with the same reddish gold hair and oval face as his sister. Okay, so this one, clearly less descriptive. So I had to pull from... (laughs) like that oval face and sort of just his character. And so I picked uh, Josh Hutcherson from Hunger Games. He was, uh, what's his name? The Baker, the Baker Boy. Yes, there we go. (laughs) The Baker Boy. It's Um, been a long time since I read those books or seen the movies. uh, Isn't he like five feet tall? The actor? Yeah, isn't he really, really short? I don't short? think he's very short. I think the character was supposed to be short, but I don't think he's very short. I could be no, totally wrong. they describe Elaine as tall for a woman, and then they say he's a head taller. Oh, really? I don't remember how tall he is. I just pictured his face. His face works. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, he's five foot seven, so he, I think he's maybe a little short to play Gowan if they're going really close to the descriptions hmm. or okay. saying that people's heights aren't really different in this world okay so picture his face and his build on a taller boy (laughs) on a taller boy okay yeah because i didn't really have too much to go with this character i was trying to think of who would look like softer who would look more like because i picture elaine is more um the boss in this situation Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i'm the boss in this situation so i'm thinking of someone who is like softer spoken sort of more unassuming but Still looks like Regal in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Looks like he can be part of a royal family, would fit in. Right. But Right. I I have two choices for this for this character, and one was like my immediate thought, and the other one was as I was sort of looking for inspiration for other characters, I came across this one. So my the first thought that popped into my head is another actor from Riverdale. So not going to be helpful for you since you haven't watched the show. But KJ Appa, <laughs> who plays Archie on the show, I think would be, be a pretty good Gowan. I'm looking at him right now. He's very cute. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's very cute. And then my second choice is Cameron Moynihan from Shameless. He plays Ian, the uh, brother, the gay brother with oh, epilepsy. okay. Both huh. of them just kind of handsome men with red hair yeah i guess i could see cameron Moore. i guess i'm not really wild about that actor but oh really um, you don't like him i do i don't know i've only ever seen him in shameless and in like an episode or two of that gotham series that he's in so Gotham series yeah he's he plays the joker in a um what I don't know if it's still out. It was uh, it was a series on Fox called I think it was just called Gotham. Let me yeah, it's called Gotham, and he plays the Joker. I've seen a few episodes. Was it any good? Um, it was okay. Wow, I've never seen that show. Yeah, I think it was a couple of seasons. I don't know. It was okay, oh. but yeah, I didn't really love him in that, and so I liked him in Shameless for a little while. Yeah, me too. Then I didn't. <laughs> So who? So the next person that you see is Galad, right? Yes. Okay. So before we talk about our choices, um, I want to tell Matt that as he was preparing to read these chapters, I said he needs to be ready to answer the question of who is the most handsome man in the world. 
And I gave that instruction kind of saying also independent of age. So like, even if he's 75 now, if you're picturing him at 30 or whatever, that's like a fine choice because we're just talking about who is this person who literally is described and could meet the uh, description of most handsome man in the world. So who were your immediate thoughts? Um, so my immediate thoughts for most handsome man in the world, and I did not go into the whole, I, I thought about being like dead or alive and I can't. There's too much limitless, boundless space to work with. Okay. And so I, I alive today only. <laughs> Great. Um, I know you gave me the options, but I gave them right back. So for the most handsome man alive, I have a few people. I have Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. He's probably my number one. Okay. I love, love, love that man. Yeah. He's cute. Oh, my God. Um, then I had Zachary Quinto. Oh, interesting. Okay. I always thought he was super hot. All right. Um, I have Chris Pratt. Oh, from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Okay. And I know he's like all like buff now, but I kind of prefer him more Parks and Recreation-y. Okay. When he was a little pudgy. Yeah. And then I had Sterling K. Brown. Who's that? Oh, he is from This Is Us and many other things. I think he was in Black Panther. He's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Oh, he's the dad on uh, on This Is Us. Well, yeah. He's, he's one of the dads. Of he's the son. Right. He's one of the, uh, he's the adopted yeah. son. I guess he's the one who has the family with the wife and kids and the dad and all uh, that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's really cute. He's, oh, oh right. my okay. God, he's beautiful. Then I have different answer for who I think Gallat is, but did you have any... Uh, Thoughts on who the most handsome person in the world is? Handsome man yes. in the world? I, my number one choice, which I, I think we've discussed before, but I do think the most beautiful man on the entire planet is Daniel Day Kim, who played Jin Su on Lost. Oh, he is so handsome. His cheekbones are the most hypnotic thing I've ever seen in my life. I just can't stop looking at his cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is so so handsome. I always thought that. Yeah, he's my little so he closeted was... self had a hard time watching Lost with my entire family and not being like, "Oh, he's so cute." I I so he I think again, not necessarily the like age range or in any way right. matching uh sort of if he's supposed to be related to Elena and Cowan, you know, Daniel Day Kim is not the first person that would pop into mind no. probably. He is but... 51. Yeah. <laughs> And also 51, probably not playing a 20-year-old. Again, and we I said this last week, I mentioned Michael B. Jordan, uh, but just oh, the, not the right yeah. type of actor for this role, um, even though I think he's so incredibly handsome. So he my, is also. So Gallad in the book is described as almost too handsome for masculinity. He is tall and slender with dark hair and eyes. And so when... Thinking about like the too handsome for masculinity, I was almost thinking of like a really pretty young man. And so who popped to mind is Timothy Chalamet. Timothy who? <laughs> what he with the what? In, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Uh, he is, he was in oh, Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Okay. Are you looking? Yeah, I'm looking at him now. I think he's really pretty. Okay. Um, another person that popped to mind was Ezra Miller. What was he in that I saw? 
Um, he's been in a lot of things. He most recently he was in the Fantastic Beasts movie. Mm-hmm. He was in We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yes. Uh that was such a good movie. Okay. I could, I could see him a little bit more than I would see um the last time. Timothy guy. Chalamet. Okay. Yeah, I just don't think he's attractive at all. Timothy Chalamet. Really? Okay. Like, Interesting. Not at all. But this one I could see a little bit more. Who did you end up settling on? I had of the characters I um of the people I had originally chosen, I didn't think that this character looked like almost any of them. Maybe right. like Chris Pratt younger. So I actually put down a totally different person, who I still think is really hot, but I put Zach Efron. The way your mouth started to make those noises, you said you uh you put down a completely different person, and then the next sound you made sounded like you were about to say Gloria Estefan. And I was like, <laughs> what? How? How How did, on earth I think did you said, me like, saying... The, the name I put down was, but it sounded like Gloria Estefan. Like, it, it was just... Anyway. Is this another minute, example of me having a stroke on, on air? <laughs> I really do want you to listen to this moment and go back and then rewind it so you hear oh, what God. it sounds like. Okay. I did not say Gloria Estefan. Maybe you heard in the background, like, some music. Oh, and then you, it's felt. Zac Efron, so it also rhymed. rhymed it rhymed. did. See, that part I get. That's a near rhyme. But yes, that's how I chose. Not Gloria Estefan. <laughs> Although I think she Zac would Efron. do a marvelous job. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, Zac Efron was my choice. All right. So we left off with Gareth Bryn. Yes. that's Yeah, that's who's next. <laughs> uh, so he is the Captain General <laughs> well, of... we left off <laughs> with Gallad. Well, we left off saying we were going to do Gareth Bryn. You act like I, like I made a crazy statement there. I mean, all right. So continue with we'll your description of Gareth Bryn. So Gareth is Captain General of Andor, and he is described uh, as bluff-faced and stocky. His hair is gray at the temples. He looks as strong and immovable as a rock. I picture him as. Mid to late 40s, probably late 40s, early 50s, actually. Okay, yeah, that sounds how I have it in my head, too. And who did you choose? This one was, like, the hardest one for me, to be honest. Me, too. Because I feel like it's such a generic man description. Yes. Like, this could be George Clooney, this could be anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I could say any name, and it really wouldn't matter. It could fit. So, but the two names I... (laughs) Okay, (laughs) This might, I don't know how to explain this, but somewhere between like a John Hamm uh-huh. and a Gerard Butler. Okay. I don't know how to that. say like, like John Hamm might be a little bit too, I guess he, he, I've seen him a little scruffy. He might be a little too Don Drapery. Right. Yeah. And Gerard Butler might be a little bit too. Yeah, def- I mean, that's definitely the first word that pops to mind when I think Gerard Butler. Do you know what I mean? Like, too ag- aggressive. So somewhere in between those two uh, those two actors is the best I can do. What's really funny is I couldn't picture Gerard Butler, and- but I was just going with it. Uh, yeah, no, I can see it. That would work. Yeah, no, that would definitely work. You know what I mean? Like, Gerard Butler's a good choice. I think he's a good choice, but I also think he's, like, a little bit too, like, on-the-nose, typical guy in a... In some sort of armor. You know what I mean? Yes. But yeah. What about you? Where Where's your head at? I picked Daniel Craig. Oh. 
You know, I actually thought about him too. I just didn't know if he was like a little too old. But I guess he's he just looks older in a di- I don't know what the, more distinguished. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I that is so I do think, funny. Um, another actor that I thought could have played him is his hair is like a little too receding in my mind. I picture Gareth as having more hair. Uh-huh. Um, but the guy who played Braun in Game of Thrones. If he wasn't like so coarse, I think he would be very similar in demeanor. Oh, really? I don't know yeah. what that actor even looks like outside of. He kind of looks just like that, but I think his hair is lighter. In real oh, okay. Life. I think Daniel Craig is such a good choice, and I originally had put him down because we were actually watching um his episode of SNL when I was. Oh, really? And I was like, oh my god, that would be a good choice for him. And I was like, no, no, no. I probably just put that down impulsively. But now that I'm... You're lying to me. I swear on my life. How dare you? Why? I just... Uh, no, never mind. It's fine. It's great. But yeah, we were watching um, <laughs> we were watching the uh, SNL with him in it. And I was like, oh, he would be a good choice. And I'm like, no, this I is... I didn't stupid. even know he was on SNL. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how old the episode was, but we've just been watching random SNLs on Hulu. Like, backwards, I guess. Huh. We have a lot of time. Oh. <laughs> Not enough time to text me back, apparently. Oh, my God. You have to understand, I'm trying to occupy my time with things, so I don't have my phone on me. I was doing a puzzle earlier. Oh I've been going out and going for a run, or we watch, we're watching movies, playing video games. And you know me, I'm not on my phone that much, unlike everyone else I hang out with, including my partner. <laughs> so next, we have... Uh... <laughs> so so aggressive <laughs> okay so yeah um, next so our our last two right are elida and morgays yes yeah okay um let's do let's do morgays next okay great so she's described as having her daughter's beauty but matured and ripened uh so from that description supposedly even more beautiful than elaine who we already know is beautiful uh, her face and figure, her presence, fill the room like a light. She has a rich, warm voice and has red gold curls and blue eyes. So I tweeted about this a number of weeks or months ago, kind of probably when we first started recording. Yeah, pretty early on. Yeah, and I said that my number one choice for Morgays would be Christina Hendricks, who was on Mad Men. And gosh, why can't I remember her character's name? Oh, uh, she was the secretary for a while. Um... Yeah, and then she became, like, the co-owner of the business. Yeah, oh, my God. What is her name in that show? Joan, 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 Joan Harris. I didn't want to look it up, but... Did you did you watch Mad Men? Yes, I almost... I didn't finish it. Um, I think I, fit, I had two more seasons left, because I was watching it when it was on. Oh, okay. I had to watch it. I didn't have to watch it. I watched it one time one season when i was in grad school and i needed something like entertaining enough to like make me not bored but not interesting enough to keep me from doing the work i needed to do i think i was like maybe grading or something and it was the perfect amount of that like it was not interesting enough on its own to hold my attention but i enjoyed having it going in the background okay yeah i i think i think that's a pretty good description for it it's well Mad Men was always the kind of show that I would watch. Um, so I watched the first season when it came out. I think it was on USA or something. And then mm-hmm. I didn't watch any of the seasons after that until they came out on DVD. And then I had 
um, seen maybe the next four, and I would binge them. Um, but it was always the type of show that was really bingeable and easy to watch. But if I let my mind wander too much while I was watching it, I would constantly have to rewind. I feel like, wait a second, yeah. I, I definitely missed something. This doesn't make any sense. Because there's a lot that of like, like nuance um... in it that you really do have to yeah. see. Yeah. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? No, I did not get into that. Oh, okay. You really should. It's actually a very, very good show. I've heard it's really good. Um, and yeah, but what's wild about it is at some point it started losing my interest or like maybe I missed part of an episode and then I never got caught up with it. And so I was always permanently confused. But I feel like half the time I'd be like, now, why are those people trying to kill them? Now, why are they trying to kill those people? And it just became very much one of that type exactly. shows where I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, and then I always do that this thing where I'll be watching a show like that. I'll have to keep myself rewinding, and then I'm like, I should stop watching this right now. I'm clearly yeah. not focused on this, I'm, but I can't stop myself. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to overcome this. You're going to overcome this I feeling. felt like that. You will, you will persevere and keep watching yes. this TV show. Um, did you, did you want you watched Tiger King? Oh my God! Yes, I did. That okay. Number one, that's how I felt during the first episode. Was I was kind of <sighs> like, okay, I don't know if this is interesting enough. And then like I let it start playing into the second episode, and I was like, what the ever living fuck is? Happening? I okay, Tiger King. Did you watch Hidden in, or uh, what was it called? Stolen in Plain Sight or Abducted in... No. Okay, there's a, there's another Netflix documentary, mini documentary series you need to watch also. It's called... I'll, I'll send it to you, but I think it's um, Abducted in Plain Sight. And okay. just like totally different... Oh, wait, is that the Madeline McCann? No, 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 no. Okay. But um, just like Tiger King, every episode of these two shows, very different shows, but... You just cannot believe it's getting crazier. Like you just thought you hit the crazy limit and the unbelievable limit, and the next within the <laughs> next fifteen minutes of the episode, let alone the next episode, you're just like, "What am I looking at? What am I really actually yeah. looking at?" Because this cannot be real. It was almost so ridiculous that if somebody at the end had said, no, this was entirely a fake documentary, I would have absolutely believed them. Oh, totally. And, like, it was it was just, it was, like, you could not write something more absolutely unpredictable and bananas than this documentary. It was so preposterous. <laughs> it was. It really was. I can't like and what's believe the subs the subset of society or the what what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Microcosm. The, like what a world. Though that like society. Right. That, what an right? unexplored world for me. Um Oh god, yeah. Every character wow. was more bonkers, T Bobcat than the last one. Now do you think Carol Baskin fed her husband to the tigers? With 100% certainty, I do. <laughs> I have no doubt in I, my mind. I completely agree with you. There isn't. Of course she did. Do you see her? I, oh my God. When, when she first comes out to get interviewed, I, I think it's the first time we see her. One of the producers of the show, and they keep it in the show, says, 
Oh, she's wearing the perfect thing. <laughs> it just says like yeah that the right off camera the, the filmmaker or the yeah the director definitely didn't didn't seem to uh too concerned about how they might feel about him after this documentary oh for sure which good because they both come off looking like absolute maniacs all of them all of them really all of them like it was hard to find a voice of reason not not to be missed it is not to be missed. So, so who did you pick for my <laughs> Oh, my Has Lord. it been a solid 20 minutes since I said the name Christina Hendricks since we got back to who did you pick for my base? That is so funny. By the way, I think Christina Hendricks is a great choice because I don't think there's a more beautiful redheaded woman in the world. Yeah. My choice. So I've. I originally, I, so for Mercase, I had um, Jessica Chastain. I don't know that person. You do. She is um, <laughs> really famous. She was in Molly's Game most recently. She, the, I don't know what that is. Are you kidding me? It was like this huge, huge movie. I think it almost won an Oscar. I think it did win, win some. Anyway. Her face looks familiar. Yeah. Sh- that's the last thing I have seen her in. Uh, or wanted to see her in. She was in Interstellar. Um, what else is she in? Oh, she was in Zero Dark Thirty, but I did not see that. But yes, so anyway, <laughs> despite what she's in, this is who I had uh, pictured in my head. Okay. Her looking like, I was looking up like redheaded actresses over 30 to like just get a a span of people. And yeah. um, when I saw her face, I was like, oh, that's a good one. Um, but yeah. then I thought, to just today, as I was typing all this out, uh, about Amy Adams. Okay. Amy Adams, maybe. I'm trying to think wh- what I've seen her in. Because you know I don't see a lot of movies. Oh, Amy Adams? Yeah. Oh, um, she was in Enchanted. She was... Yeah, that doesn't help. You didn't see that movie? No. I thought that was the safest bet. Um, she was in Arrival, the alien movie where she's the interpreter. She was in American no. Hustle. You didn't see Has American Hustle? Has she been on Hustle? any TV shows? She's been in a million movies. Wait, she uh, she was Lois Lane in the. Oh Superman my movie. God, she's Maggie Murphy from Charmed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that you found a way to bring Charmed into this episode. <laughs> I just didn't know Deep. how you were gonna do it. I didn't think maybe you were going to cast Holly Marie Combs as, as Elida. I didn't know how, but I but you found knew. a way. <laughs> Oh my God, she was Maggie Murphy on Charmed. Who's Maggie I Murphy? That. There was an episode where they learned about darklighters who like think bad thoughts to people in order to convince them to commit suicide, uh-huh. and uh, she was like the next target of it because she supposedly did something and was like cursed, and what actually happened was a darklighter was like trying to talk her into killing herself. Oh my God. Okay. No, I didn't. I don't remember that. But you've you don't recognize Amy Adams' face. No, I absolutely recognize She's her. She's super but famous. I think I recognize her from Charm. Did you watch The Office? No. Oh my god! Oh my no choke. Okay. Wow. She almost looks like she. I thought for a moment she might have been an an actor on 
that show with Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman and Reese Oh, she could Big totally have done that. Oh, she was in the other HBO show at the same time. Uh, Sharp, Sharp Objects. Sharp Objects, that's it. I never saw that either. You should watch that. Highly recommend. If you could find it somewhere online or somewhere to watch it, it was so, so, so good. And so lastly, we are left with Elida, who is definitely one of the, um, well, I mean, I guess all of these characters are important, but she plays a very, very pivotal role in the series. She is described as handsome rather than beautiful with a sternness far beyond Moraine's and with dark eyes. And uh, they talk about how, or they, uh, Rand thinks about Moraine as steel wrapped in silk, no velvet, and Elida, the velvet is just an illusion. So she's this very hard woman. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you go first, and then I'll, I'll tell you my story. Okay, I... I had a really, really hard time picturing this one, too, because I have no idea how old this woman is. I I feel like she could be anywhere between, like, 30 and 50 from that description. Yes. (sighs) Um, So I'm not, like, this one is could change at any moment because I'm not, like, in love with my choice. But the best I came up with was um, Jennifer Lawrence or um, Jennifer Connelly. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence, I know, and definitely not the right person for this character. Yeah. Elida is one of the oof um most rigid characters in the ser- in the whole series and so I think she I think uh, I get like just Jennifer Lawrence is so nice as a real person. I have such I a know. hard time picturing her playing somebody like that. I'm just I remember I think what made me think of her is, I don't know why, I think if you've ever seen Silver Linings Playbook or American Hustle, no. where she plays more unlikable no. characters, um, no. or Mother, she plays a very like dark character in Mother. Um, no. Well, not dark, but anyway. I don't know. So I like, she could play like that, um, she could play a very stern and very like sharp woman, mm-hmm. but I still mm-hmm. didn't. I wasn't like in love with the choice. So Jennifer Connelly, I feel like is a better like looking character she, for it. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. I feel like she also is very like sweet in all of her, most of her parts. So I don't know. Okay. Elida is the one I had like seven different choices for. Okay, good. Cause maybe I'll steal one. So my first one, which I had to, so one of the things about this world is that there are, region like there it's such a big world and there are regions that are dis- that are very where the people are all described very similarly as having like similar hair color or skin color or eye color or you know facial features whatever and so all of the folks from andor are like primarily described as like pale red hair blue eyes um but elida is not from andor she's from murindy which is south of andor and from what most people seem to think of Murindy online is where Andor is sort of like England. Uh, Murindy is sort of like um, maybe Ireland or Scotland. Okay. As I was thinking about that and how the folks in Murindy are sort of like described as similar to folks from Ireland, my initial choice of Thandie Newton from Westworld, uh, the madam from Westworld. Sandy Newton. Oh, okay. Thandy. Thandy Newton. Okay. Okay. She's like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen her as well. She's like the 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 saloon. Yeah, the the madam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, She has just such a 
intensity about herself that I feel like she would play Elida really well. I could see that. However, if we're sort of like sticking to this being similar to Ireland and folks being uh, like phenotypically similar to folks from Ireland, uh, a couple of my other choices were Nicole Kidman. Okay. Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. And then this one is, I think, a little too easy because it's so similar, but... Uh, the woman who played Melisandre on Game of Thrones, <laughs> Carice Van Houten, yes. I think would be amazing. Yeah. Or Houston, I think is her last name. Um, and then my last choice was uh, Marsha Cross from uh, Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay. I think any of those women could play this character really, really well. I like Thandie Newton. And I like Julianne Moore, I think, the best of those choices. Yeah. Although Melisandre, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt her name in real, her actual actress's name. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I think she would be great too. Because I, I was thinking of a woman like that in my mind. That brings us to the end of our side quest. We've talked about all the characters that we have met in Camelin. Mm, yes. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Who do you... Th- and and uh, write us. Um, anyone that you think would be like a better cast or if you could see someone different, if you think you were way off, um, we would love to love, love to hear your casting ideas. And if you give us permission, we would love to share them um, in an upcoming episode. Yeah, please. You can tweet them to us on Twitter at cool story pod one, or you can email them to us at coolstorypod at gmail.com. Or you can message them to us on Instagram at cool story pod. Yes. Do all of those things. And while you're at it, subscribe rate us and review us we love 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 the feedback all right goodbye see ya